0: Assalamu alaykum, Sayyidi. Sayyidi, what is the tariqa method, understanding of overcoming addictions, compulsive behavior, and lower desires? Forgive me if the question is too far away from the current class topics.
1: <laughs> oh, it's okay, What was the question? <laughs>
0: what is the tariqah method, understanding of overcoming addictions, compulsive behavior, and lower desires.
1: Yeah, the, the, the accounting, I think this was the, the talk for it. This talk tonight is, is a general talk for everything. So all the questions are, are relevant in character and meditation and, and understanding is that we take an accounting of ourselves. So that which is, is a compuls- compulsive behavior is that we have to first identify that what what are the situations, what what are the characteristics, what's triggering a certain action. If we know certain things to be wrong and and certain desires to be incorrect we have talks on those because these are all energy based. So for now youth inappropriate viewing of, of inappropriate things can become addictive and they're fingers are away from computers and in a second they can go into very inappropriate areas, those are very negative energies. So then the combating of negative energy and negative desires is then with their salawats, their keeping of wudu, make sure what's being eaten because the food that people are eating, what they're drinking is affecting their energy. those whom who eat out a lot or eat in different places, the food maybe is affecting somebody then they have to make their wudu, they train on how to keep their wudu especially when touching these devices because of the negativity on these different devices. And then there's addiction of gaming and those become again you know the connection, making the connection, making your accounting, all of these are for people to keep a hisab for themselves, that's why we said. when you train the children that I want you to meditate today, I want you to learn how to meditate, I want you to make a connection then I want you to identify on your notes that you have of Shaykh's talks that you know uh, what are the, the different things that maybe you're doing that are incorrect and you spend too much time on the gaming and why is it incorrect? Because there's a lot of negativity not a lot of shooting, a lot of uh, violence, a lot of uh, energies that are not uh, good for your heart and for your eyes but what's the effect on you in these circumstances is that it's destroying your heart, it's it's geared towards corrupting the eyes and corrupting the heart of the servant of Allah and it's psychologically playing into the. Th- people to make them feel that they have an authority, that uh, they have some sort of recognition and that's dangerous. That's why to combat the children whom when they're younger, when they get older and say, my kid's 18 years old, he's playing video games, what do I do? He's probably been playing for you know 12 years, what are you going to do at at 19 years old? But when they're starting off young, put them into sports, why games lure people because they have… Uh, character and social defects, right? So somebody whom is not been trained to be social means that they don't know how to communicate with people or interact with people or feel socially awkward because of school, because of conditions, whatever they are. Maybe the school is too aggressive, some areas are, are just too, too much of a minority and other kids are not associating. Whatever it is, what shaitan is playing with is that the person is not going into a social environment so I'll give them a game and that will be their social environment. And in that game they feel safe and in that game they achieve ranks so they feel recognition, they feel fame, they feel, they feel like they've achieved something. But we want to combat that, we don't want that child to live in a virtual world and they virtually communicate and they virtually feel secure. You want them to be secure in real life, so you send them to boxing, send them to karate, send them to soccer. Send them to a sport in which they're forced to be amongst people, forced to socialize and that they learn how to physically communicate with people physically keep the company and the fellowship of people so that the game is more what it's supposed to be just a uh, part-time or pastime of entertainment. So those children who exercise a lot and they're involved in different activities, they play their gaming very minimal because they want to go out and, and do their physical activities. So all of these addictions that are coming. They have a a lure from shaitan and a purpose and those children whom are are not socially active, shaitan wants to lure them into this world and then recognize them and give them ranks and clout and whatever it is and and as a result they become very safe and secure in that game and can be dangerous. There There are shows now on Netflix showing the danger of their gaming world and and the things that these gaming people were doing and so alhamdulillah Allah protect us and protect our families and our children and involve them in in sports and activities. Is the sunnah of Sayyidina Muhammad in archery and and, uh, horseback riding, swimming, any type of activity that the children have an active role and and a a physical movement, not sitting behind a computer screen inshaAllah.
0: Assalamu alaikum, Sayyidi.
1: Wa alaikum
0: Should we be careful of writing down character flaws with dangers of manifestation with the power of the pen?
1: Writing your character flaws is already in you. So what can manifest? So you want to you want to write what your character flaw is, right? But you don't want to do journaling. It's different journaling. Right? Journaling, oh, I don't like this, I don't like that, this is horrible, that was this, that just, that's just the, the utterances and like the, the passing of unnecessary mouth and brain thoughts. It's just utterances from your brain that shouldn't have been thought in your head and journaling is now you're manifesting them by writing them and those whom their hand become sort of taken by shaitan. They find that they're just complaining and they're always victorious on the complaint. So the narcissistic character, the narcissistic character is that you're a victim. Yeah, I I don't think very many people journal how tariqah is, that I have oppressed people, I'm a very jealous and angry person and these <laughs> – no! The, the journal that everybody at work is bothering me, bothering me, bothering me, I'm, I'm sort of i I'm the unrecognized good person, I'm… The, you're the best person, you're the hero in your journal and the whole world is bad. So then you've, you've reinforced that bad characteristic and even shaitan is making you to manifest so that you put it to pen and you made it to be like a hundred percent haq for you and that's not true so then this is the reverse of that that you want to identify what your fault is so then you write down the people places i don't like why i don't like them but now put your medicine in there no because i'm jealous because i have enmity i have a lot of anger i have a lot of pride and those are important to identify so that when you look at that list and you'll make it as a short list. You'll know that you have anger, you have anger, you have pride, you have enmity and jealousy. So, you'll shorten your list and those will be the ones in which you're continuously making your zikr, your salawats and your sujood and salatul najat that, Ya Rabbi don't let me to die in this state of knowing that I'm like a hypocrite that I have all these characteristics and I'm trying to take a path of truth. And that's why we've talked before that, yes hypocrisy is the first stage, everyone has to recognize, la ila anta subhani kaini kultu that uh, I am an oppressor to myself, glory be to Allah and that I'm an oppressor to myself. If you don't realize that and you haven't realized that then you really didn't enter the path. The path's entry is the glory be to Allah and I am verily an oppressor to myself. So I have to understand how am I oppressing myself, inshaAllah.
0: as alaykum Sayyidi.
1: Wa salam Oh where all these questions <laughs> came from?
0: Now there's more.
1: <laughs> Was the inspirations of yeah. zishan?
0: InshaAllah. <laughs> uh, Sayyidi, how to manage the polarity of a personality? when we identify to have two different behaviors in personal life, more positive, good characteristics versus professional life, where the characteristics tend to be bad.
1: We talked before that most Naqshbandis are bipolar. So the psychologists or psychiatrists who may be watching, oh, bipolar is something. We're not talking that. We're talking that you're shifting in your polarity. That you're either happy or sad and you're going up and down too much. So naqshbandiya and any spiritual path that its energy is true, yes there's going to be a, a tremendous flux and movement of energy. So this energy will take you to be very happy, so you're static, you're happy, your everything seems to be great, you feel the love of the Divine, and then boom, it drops down and the person become very depressed, anger, all the characteristics of life come into them. Identifying the state and then meditating so that the states are controlled. That when you're happy tell yourself, okay alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, don't let it go so high. And begin to contain it. And then when the low comes, remembering eh, happy days are coming and the static, the love of Prophet is there so that you can bring the low up and bring your high down. And when you bring the high down and your lower, bring it back up and you begin to keep controlling and that's when your heart begins to overtake your mind, your mind is telling you. This is wrong, that's wrong, life is wrong, and then your heart come back and say, No, you're a lover of Prophet. You should be rejoicing and then you make your salawats, do your practices, do your breathing so that you can bring these two polarities to a flat line so in which you're not shooting up and you're not shooting down, but you're consistent in your practices, polarity of character then definitely you have to try to bring that quickly in line because we can't be good in the zikr and then be completely an opposite in, in dunya because of the hypocrisy. And that hypocrisy has no reward, that's what makes us different than Wahhabis. Wahhabi and the Wahhabi sect are complete munafiqeen, they are the embodiment completely as if every word for word of hypocrisy is their movement. Their shaykh, their movement, their character, everything is of hypocrisy because they say what they don't do, they call people to what they don't do and they do everything the opposite of what they teach. That's the the craziness, you you, you see them they have these… show these pictures of playing uh, blackjack and poker on, on, on holy places and they're <laughs> saying everything is forbidden, they have rave concerts and Riyadh, and zikr is uh, forbidden, yeah so that that's the embodiment and the symbol that Allah gives to us that, don't be like that, you know don't call people to harshness and toughness and you're not doing it, call people to love at least you're safer, you know that's why the shaykhs they don't teach harsh. They don't give the impression that, we don't like you, we like them, don't go don't do jahannam, don't be kufar. These the shaykhs Naqshmali are not supposed to talk like this. They have to be very, very soft, very, very loving so that Allah's not judging them, otherwise you make it so hard, so difficult, then uh, judge not for you shall be judged, you, Allah will judge you to the criterion which you are talking and dealing with people. That's a scary place to be because then Allah is looking at everything you did and do. That you said like that but why are you doing like that? And that's, that's not a relationship that anyone wants with Allah Prophet was continuously repeating to say, no, Aisha salam, that, don't let Allah judge you, don't ask for Allah's judgment, nobody survives that. We're asking for Allah's rahmah and forgiveness. So means what then we go the way of khair and love and ishq. Ya Rabbi, I taught them about love, I taught them about your forgiveness. I tried my best to, to encourage people towards ishq and love and forgive where we did wrong, Ya Rabbi forgive us, inspire us towards goodness. As a result of the good character then we become safe from that type of judgment in which Allah is, is becomes angered. But when you go out and teach people about love and about good character and about hope, then alhamdulillah that's the way to, to meet Allah in the state of love and ishq and hope and that the way that you taught people, I'm going to judge you in that way, that I'm going to judge you with Divine love and rahmah and mercy inshaAllah. And that's why the good character, you want to have good character at work, a good example and not, not to, to be from the oceans of hypocrisy and soft at work, soft with people, good-spoken, clearly spoken an ambassador of the way. That's why the sunnah is not a fashion statement. The sunnah is an armour against shaitan, means shave your head and put your hat on and grow your beard, you're less likely to be acting inappropriate at your office, right? Put your hair short; don't make it to be long and wild. Put your hat on. Grow your beard, so people know that oh, you're a Muslim. And you don't want to be identified as a bad Muslim. That oh, he was very loving. He was very kind. and was fragrant. He was always smiling. The so, sunnah is not something you hide, and you use it for fashion enlightenment. But the sunnah was our safeguard and our weapon against shaitan. So that I look myself and so that I ab- I adhere to that reality to the best of my ability and also reminding myself when I'm out that I'm in the sunnah of Prophet and to be kind and be just. But also we go out and some people are not kind and not just because they just don't like that look, they don't like the energy but that's okay, Allah deals with them and we're not people that, that be pushed over, but the Sunnah has its, its majestic reality, and it's important as a protection for myself,
0: inshaAllah. as Sayyidi.
1: Wa
0: Is it okay to take other teachings that are not spiritually based, for example, for just basic acts of worship?
1: Yeah, this to study the books of fiqr, they're all spiritual based. So any of the imams or the madhab that you're following, you have to take their books – Ruyah Saliheen, for those who are following Imam Shafi' and you follow your madhab on the fiqr of how to wash, how to pray, how to do your qunut, how… To, oh, all the how… all the how-tos, no problem if, if that's what the question is, the, the, the usul and the Islamic jurisprudence has to be studied and those whom study it handle alhamdulillah. Not everything has to be spiritual but you don't want to mix spiritual books, that's when you have a problem. So we were visiting people and for the longest time they're having problems and I don't understand what you're having problems, oh I'm becoming sick, oh I'm getting possessed. So you have our ta'weez, yeah, you're doing the wudu, yeah, you, you do the shaykhs, oh yeah all of it. I do all these askar, I do all these zikrs, I do all these things. Ooh, two years of telling me they're doing everything until one day they say, you know what, uh, I forgot to tell you, I do reiki, what? Reiki is like a Japanese and Asian uh, stuff with different jinns and different beliefs and, and, and pagan understandings, you can't, you can't mix anything with the beauty and magnificence of Islam, nothing is accepted to be mixed with that reality. And if you do mix that, you become schizophrenic, because the energy is so pure that when you begin to mix these different realities, you're summoning. Everything is a summoning. Everything is a is a calling. When when you do something Islamic, you're asking from all the mu'min beings, all the spiritual beings, all the spiritual souls that they come to be present with you. That's why we said even before, «Salaamu alayka ayyuhannabe, wa salaamu alaykum wa ibadallahi saliheen» Who are the ibadallahi saliheen from Budal, Nujab, Nuqab, Awtad, Akhyar, Jinni, Malaika. They're all ibadallahi saliheen, you're giving them salams means they're all around you. So it means that energy is all around you, everything you do is them that's the group that you're rolling with. Why would you invite other people? You have this whole holy group all around you and then you call hell's angels in and say, come hang out with us. Like, what? There's going to be a fight. All your spiritual beings are going to fight these devils because they don't understand why they're coming into this room and this to this association, it's a very holy association. And those other things are very unholy but people just don't understand it, they don't see it. But then the result is immense clashes, clashes they're all fighting. Every time you're asking for madad and doing this one and that one they're fighting, everything is fighting and that's when the person becomes sick, they become attacked, they become under difficulty and that's what didn't make sense that, how are you doing all these things of ours and you're still having these difficulties and they weren't being truthful for what else they were doing. That's why it never mixed anything with these Islamic teachings because it's going to be all sorts of schizophrenia, all sorts of difficulties because it's a different energy, different beings and none of them sort of compatible with Islam, nothing is compatible with Islam. Islam is, is unique and by itself it's heavenly and pure, as a result the angels that safeguard Islam and all the mu'min souls that safeguard that reality, they, Allah gives the truth and falsehood. They don't come together, they don't hang out with each other, they have nothing to do with each other and they actually will begin to sort of conflict and have immense amounts of, of diffi- difficulty. So much so that when somebody's strong in their belief and has this type of energy, when they're walking to bad places. If we could see, we would see a huge amount of energy and all the negative creatures in that place everything starts to go upside down, everything starts to smash and break and and all sorts of things because the energy of a mu'min person and pious person is an immense amount of energy, a lot of spiritual beings accompanying them, as they're coming into an environment they're attacking everything to crush everything because the truth and falsehood they're not the same. And the power of the truth is so immense that Allah has no shortage of voltage. When they come into an environment they completely begin to destroy all negativity, then things break and fall and and, and that's their cleansing. So you can't call also the bad and that's why we don't mix anything with this, this great gift that Allah has given. And the immense uh, light and love of Sayyidina Muhammad. As Salaamu Alaykum, In sh- Sayyidi.
0: As Salaamu Alaykum. Sayyidi, what is the proper way to ask for the shaykh to be present during the prayers? Walaykum As Salaam wa
1: rehmatullah. It's the madad, it's the whole, the whole concept of the madad. If you read the articles and the book and Everything is to make your madad and it becomes a second nature, that you're always asking for support and madad and abdukul uh, ajiz, a taif, I'm nothing. When you admit to your nothingness you see yourself being down, going down and that I'm nothing and that, Allah uh, Rabbi send me my support and send support to me. When Allah qulunumma sadiqeen, qulunumma sadiqeen – keep the company of truthful servants. The first rule, Allah doesn't care for dunya, so this, this holy verse, ayatul kareem, when Allah… when we establish Allah is not caring for dunya, Allah's concern is that which is eternal, that what is eternal is the soul. So, when Allah is describing qurmah the king, keep the company of truthful servants then it's not uh, for physicality, it's for your spirituality. That you should be continuously in the presence of truthful servants and that you have to keep your spirituality to be continuously with them. When you're with them then you're learning how to connect and connect that I'm asking to be out not to be present and I am asking for your support and your dress to become present and dress me from your support. And that the shaykh is the imam, I'm non-existent and that I am vanishing and I see that the, the ruhaniyat and the dress of the shaykh is the one leading the prayer inshaAllah.
0: Uh, as alaikum, Sayyidi
1: Walaykum as salaam
0: Sayyidi, is the malakut different or separate from the realm of the jinn?
1: Malakut the world of light, yes and no, that it's a dimension that's not seen. So the malakut is a dimension and the world of light that is not seen and the world of the jinn is also a realm that's not seen because their creation is from a smokeless fire for what we know as electricity, something similar to that understanding. So it's a symbol of an unseen but real malakut is the heavenly realm of light and angels and and paradise and oceans of power. The jinn are of a nature that gives us an example of something unseen. Those that surrender to Allah and give their allegiance in tariqahs That they're bound by their bayat and their allegiance, not that they believe because people in a mosque can believe and cause a lot of mischief. Just humans that, oh I saw him in a mosque but he stole from me, did like this, yeah anybody can enter the masjid. But those whom they are mu'min and mukhlas and they gave their allegiance in Allah then they receive their trust and their amanat and the reality of their identity from malakut. From the heavenly realm of the world of light, Alam al-Malakud. But different, similar and different inshaAllah.
0: As salaamu Sayyidi.
1: Wa alaikum as wa
0: Sayyidi, how to control invading thoughts that are so strong almost like you're possessed and have to control?
1: Again these are all related to the meditation that The whole concept of teaching the meditation in last days is so that they bring an energy upon themselves, an energy greater than themselves. When they can't bring the energy upon themselves then what happens? The negativity begins to approach them. What are then some of the obvious signs of negativity approaching somebody? bad, bad energy, bad smells, bad desires because they may just approach to push their, their concern, the negative thoughts because they begin to cast the thought into the brain which is very easy because the brain is, is not uh, something that's uh, encrypted, the heart can be encrypted with the spiritual practices. So then they begin to send these desires, these thoughts and everything because they're coming too close. So then that's why then the meditation and the practices and many whom have uh, OCDs and they they can't make a choice, they can't make a decision that they go, they wash, they come back out. They say they didn't wash all of these are because shaitan is playing with people too close to the people and as a result they're continuously in this difficulty. And in the last days becomes much more apparent because they're trying to enter into the people. The reason for teaching tafakkur and contemplation because it's the last stage of tariqah but because they're flipping the book backwards and starting from this because the last days and the immense amount of difficulties. And when Allah gave permission for them to do that means then the heavenly realm is coming with the support. So when they make their connection, they're admitting that they're weak, they're asking for these satellites, the souls of the shaykhs are satellites to be present with them. Doesn't affect worshipness, everybody's still worshipping Allah (coughs) only Allah (coughs) nothing ever changes from worshipping Allah (coughs) The change is in yourself so that you take yourself out of the picture that you negate yourself of yourself, your nafs and bad character and ask for this satellite to be present with you and you begin to breathe and meditate, do your zikr, do your urat, visualize the shaykh is in front of you at all times, you don't have to look for his face, you have to be humble, say, I'm no one to look at his face, I'm not at that level, I'm nothing, la anta subhani kuntum and that his fires and his light, his energies are now s- shining onto me. That's why we talked last night, right? So many people want to be a shaykh, so many people want to be world leaders and, and very big officials but the shaykh is a very simple job, his, 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 his example Is the sun and the moon, right? We are the moons, we're taking a path of these pious people and our job as a moon is to be bombarded. So, you get rocks and rocks and difficulties, everything cast upon the moon, upon the moon, upon the moon and the moon is not looking left and looking right, he's asking just to be dressed by the light. Then the quality of the shaykh because now everybody is a shaykh, we don't know who's the real shaykh is the one whom is like a sun where his light is a beautific divine light and that his light doesn't discriminate. It doesn't look to the room and say, I like you, I don't like you, I like you, I don't like you, oh I like you, I don't like you, it's the sunlight and that's why Allah gave us this example of an eternal light that nourishes us, that provides a warmth for us, that brings out the beautific fragrance of flowers and creatures. You see them basking in the sun and then praising and thanking Allah It's a symbol that Allah gave to us, isharat. That if you ever find in life that you don't know what a guide is and what a guide is supposed to be, Allah gave the sun for us. And if you don't ever know who you are supposed to be, He gave the moon to us. So the moon is when I'm thinking, oh, my life has been too tough. And then Allah says, Look at that moon, there's no highways, there's no roads, there's no buildings, and it just looks like it's got a lot of dents. And as a result, it perfectly is reflecting the sun. And for me, then the guide is the sun that it casts His light with love, and whoever looks at Him. He's dressing him with no distinction, just look at me. That's why Prophet was and described, just make one salawat upon me, Allah sends my light onto you. He's the sun of the entire created universes. That light and that beatific light is that we feel, we understand, that beautific light dresses us and blesses us. And that's the characteristic that Allah wants for us to understand that this light doesn't discriminate, it's love. Anyone facing that light with all of their sins, that's why in Burda Sharif says, maybe this is a sinner and somebody making guna, looking at that light, maybe that he'll send me a light equivalent to the amount of my sins. That's the beatific nature of the Burda Sharif, so of course. If the sinner looks at that light he's going to send enough light to purify the sinner and the one who's an angel he send a light to make the angel happy, means everybody will be cleaned by that light and by that beatific reality and beatific fragrance. So that's the example. As a result that when we meditate then why to feel that, oh the is not going to look at me, the shaykh is merely a satellite of that beatific reality. And if his nafs doesn't get in the way and keep talking in a very harsh manner, people will be attracted to that light. So that's why then the shaykh's beatific character, soft character, he just has to be a mirror, he doesn't have to you know warn people and hurt people and harm people and scare people, he just has to be nothing. And as a result his mirror is reflecting that sunlight towards people. And they sit, they meditate, they feel the warmth of that light, the love of that light and they ask from that light from the amount of their sins, send me more light so that I can be washed and cleansed and purified of all my wrong and all my bad and all my difficulties. And Allah's response, that my mercy outdoes my wrath and that don't don't despair from the mercy of Allah So these are all these realities and hadith and Qur'an all of that is in this understanding. So when they meditate and make their tafakkur and contemplation that's what they're achieving and that's why Prophet described that one hour of this training of tafakkur is like 70 years of worship, why? Well if that light begin to dress you it's not a dunya light. So what happens in that light, what's in sunlight, what type of energy is in sunlight, what realities are flowing in sunlight and that's sunlight. Imagine the eternal light of Muhammadun Rasulullah What knowledges are coming, what beatific character is coming, shahidan, mubashiran wan nadheeran. Allah describes Prophet in Qur'an. That is witness. Okay, this light, of course, is seeing you. You don't see him, but he sees you. And Mubashiran is continuously sending these beatific lights to the souls. And as these lights are coming, it takes away the bad and replaces it with good. So then, imagine then the salawats and meditating, salawats and meditating meditating while playing the salawats, then you're in an ocean and you're entering now into the sun where it begins to burn everything away other than the flame of love that exists within the heart. That's why Sayyidina Jalaluddin Rumi was describing that you… those whom are attracted to this talk and this understanding understand they're like a moth, they're very frail, they have nothing. But they know that they're attracted to an immense fire and shaitan whispers to them that, don't go towards that fire everything's going to be burned in your life. But their calling is so strong and the resolve is so pure that they don't care what is going to burn, they begin to enter into that love, enter into that relationship and move into that flame and as a result they burn, they burn, they burn. Everything other than the flame begins to burn away and what exists is an immense drop of fire of Divine love and that moves into that flame and becomes one with that ocean of immense rahmah and immense ishq and immense love for Allah So alhamdulillah there is nothing to be lost only to be gained. The fear on the outside, oh you're going to lose everything. But we've talked before, No, how can you lose anything? You're entering into the most powerful flame in the created universe, what that flame can give of realities of, of everything, it all exists within that authority of that flame. So whatever shaitan fools people that, oh you'll lose everything, what lose everything? He wants you to go to him for power and for a job, go to the flame the one whom controls all. All the mulk of this dunya, all the mulk of, of malakut, all the authority of malakut is under that control and under the dominion.
0: InshaAllah. Mm. as Honorable Sayyidi.
1: Wa alaykum as-salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.
0: Kindly guide us how to react to the insulting and demeaning remarks towards our Prophet Muhammad peace be upon him. It hurts a lot to witness all this. Madal ya Mahdi
1: Yeah, that's a a difficult subject because they know that they can do many things and that doesn't affect the believer but if they should go towards coming against Sayyidina Muhammad then they're going to have uh, a very bad situation unleashed upon them. So, If that's what they like then Allah will send them punishment. So these are the signs of the last days when the shaitans and those whom govern by shaitans they want so much to poke at this reality and they want to bring upon a a destruction. So in time of Prophet they're asking that, oh okay if destruction is coming bring it, bring it, we'll bring tomorrow the destruction, the People are so crazy and Allah saying, why do they want to bring destruction like that? They they, they just don't believe and same situation that they they know that this brings about a destruction upon them, their their civilizations, this dunya, everything and they push it and push it and push it until a a day that uh, will bring about a a reaction that they never imagined and that Allah unleash uh, immense wars upon this earth. So, just until that time, people make their salawats, turn away from what, what people are saying, don't listen to it and engage with that. Just make your istighfar, your salawats, and, and turn your face from what these shaitans are trying to ignite. You know, the, they want to bring a fight upon the street, but this fight won't occur on a street. So, that's just shaitan trying to get people to come out into his arena to, to do. When that fight begins it's a command from heavens and it won't be on the street. So that's not something that anyone has to worry about. So for now it's to ignore it, it's ignore what people are doing, turn away from what they're doing and Allah is the greatest of defenders. Usually by the time of Mila the Nabi then the devils have had it so much that they begin to do all sorts of horrific things but they plan and Allah plans. As a result of their crazy actions the whole world will say the name Muhammad and begin to research and as a result you know, they come towards Islam and they come to the reality of the the most noblest of creation, the most honored of creation, the most praised of creation, and that leads them to read about that reality and come to to true understanding. And many world leaders have come to understanding, they don't insult the Prophet of Islam and these people have a love for their Prophet but you know the devil does and Allah plans better and always there is a a wisdom within Allah's plan and, and the events that are coming. As difficulties come then the believer's duty is to sort of isolate from it, hide from it, make your salawats, make your connections, until Allah shows clear signs, inshaAllah.
0: as alaikum Sayyidi. Wa wa rahmatullah Sayyidi, can you please describe what it means to have relationships with the people for the sake of Allah? If people will inevitably disappoint, why are we wired to need social contact?
1: I think people want validation, they want to to be validated by the people and the company they keep and the relationship for Allah it it has to be truly for Allah means that the, the relationships we keep for Allah those relationships for family that's also for Allah because Allah calls to us, keep the ties of family. Even if it's uncomfortable and, and not the, the most correct understanding, we keep quiet, it's a practice, it's a training. And to exhibit good characteristics until a line is drawn when things are not correct and proper anymore. And uh, Allah knows. فَابِدْ عَمْرِينَ اللَّهِينَ اللَّهُ بَصِيرٌ بِحِبَادٍ So that all has its understandings and its limits. And the rest is then the fellowship of the ring, the fellowship of tariqah. That's the most important is to make the connection, make the associations, look and to listen to the teachings and uh, that's the most important relationship is the relationship with the teacher and the teachings and that what locks the heart and to guide the heart and then the other fellowships become so insignificant. Without that strong relationship to the shaykh Everybody's looking to be sort of validated, they want to go to a a mosque and they want the people there to know them and and they know them and to feel validated, I am a Muslim by… because I'm by virtue of going to this mosque. Where actually it may cause more problems, you go there they talk weird, they talk political and jummahs, they have arguments, we don't need that validation. What we need and the symbol of validation is the muraqabah. I need to listen to the talks, attend the zikrs even if it's on a broadcast after, listen to the zikrs, meditate, make the connection with the shaykh, make this connection with this world of light and alhamdulillah everything puts itself in perspective and now when I have that strong connection that's my validation, I feel the presence of the shaykh, I feel the love of Sayyidina Muhammad I'm making my guru the sharif, I'm validated. I don't need to now be validated by a local imam, as a matter of fact I don't even understand what he's talking about anymore because he just seems to be on a, on, a, on a bicycle going in the same circle. Maybe for 30 years they'll talk the same talk, never go into any haqqaiqs, they keep talking about the, the Sharia of wudu, uh, how much water to use and oh same system, we know all this we've done this for 35 years, 35 years travelling around. I don't need to be validated by them, I need to make the validation and the connection with the shaykh, with the heart of Prophet oh then dhikrullah tatma ina qloob That dhikr brings a tranquility, that connection brings a tranquility to the heart, right? And that's why Allah describes those who made that connection that they don't have fear and grief. Why? Because when they have that connection what are they fearing because they go back into their connection there's something wrong, it's something, oh no these are just again these people who just don't like don't worry about it, because their only worry and their only validation is Allah and His Rasul upset if not, ugh, many have come and gone and tried to bring somebody down and they can't move them an inch. So, the only concern and the only validation they need is that Allah and Sayyidina Muhammad and that's all we need in life. Without that, yeah okay, we're, we want to be validated at work, we want to be validated at the mosque, we want to be validated at everywhere we go, so that's the danger. If you make the connection then alhamdulillah that validation is, is of a heavenly nature. Then that love, that's when we described in Articles of Love. Your love for Allah your heart is for Allah and Sayyidina Muhammad When that love locks everything else is of a lesser nature and lesser importance. And if that love locks eh, everything flows to the servant, they don't beg for their rizq. they don't have to worry about people's fitna, nothing. Everything comes through that love and through that connection. Without that then everybody is trying to be validated by their boss, by, validated by their friends, validated by this, by that, so that, that's a difficult life to, to run after. Allah's offering for us that, leave all those, come to Me, I'm the one who pays you, I'm the one who blesses you, I'm the one who gives to you, alhamdulillah love my Rasulullah That's all Allah asking from us inshaAllah. Rabbika wa Rabbika Rabbil Izzat, Amin Alameen. al Mustafa